Hello, horror fans. It's me, Cassandra, and Zane, and Mary, and we are the Horrorcraft Podcast. We are without Kylie tonight. Unfortunately, Kylie is feeling under the weather. If you watched our previous episode where we did Ghost of Mars, just Kylie and I, um, I felt so bad filming that because she was under the weather and it, she just, it was bad and I felt so bad, but we are rolling on to a new theme. We are doing Love Hurts. Um, so Valentine's Day is right around the corner. And we are doing the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the spicy side of love, especially horror love. And we have a very special guest to help bring that out with us. We have Sydney Hernandez. Um, I'm going to trip over her name because I have ADHD. I'm sorry if that's a problem. <laughs> Just a PSA. I uh, struggle over my words sometimes. Um, but uh, we have Sydney Hernandez. And she is a intuitive. She does tarot readings. She's medium. She does all kinds of stuff. Paranormal. She's had experiences. Um, she does, sh all, I mean, literally everything and she gels so well with all of us. It's just like kindred spirits. So this is a really fun and great episode where we're talking about all things horror, paranormal experiences that she's had some fun questions about horror. If you are offended, um, when it comes to monsters and talking about, you know, relationships and preferences. preferences and stuff like that. This is not the episode for you. We understand. You can go ahead and skip it to the next one. We will not hold it against you. But if you're ready to sit back, relax, grab yourself a good bevy beverage, beverage, um, and have a good time. We got you. This is a episode full of laugh and giggles and it's just a good way to interject some fun yet some really crazy amazingness into Love Hurts. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. Cue the music. Hello horror fans. We are back and we are with Sydney Hernandez. Did I say that right? Yeah, Sydney Hernandez. Okay. And um, for those of you who don't know Sydney, Sydney is just an all-around amazing human being. Uh, Sydney and I met at the fair. We have long talked about doing an episode, bringing somebody on that not only does tarot, but has had paranormal experiences and kind of runs the gambit. And Sydney completely fits that. On top of the fact that she is also a scream actor uh, for Cedar Point. Um, I may have ruined that a little slightly this year by like <laughs> going through this, you know, the scare zone that Sydney was at and being like, Sydney, I love you. Like, um, I'm surprised security didn't take me away, but, um, I'm very thankful I made it out of that scare zone, um, without them being like, let's get this crazy woman out of here. Um, <laughs> but Sydney is fantastic she has her own business and her own page which is on facebook which we will be linking in the description of this episode um so go find it show her some love and if you're interested in talking to her after this 
and booking a session with her, I would highly recommend it. Um, that was one of the reasons that kind of drew me to talking to Sydney is I stumbled upon her giving a tarot card reading to two women and her insight and just overall zeal just like zinged me in. There are just some people that like your their aura just you just want to be near them. And that was Sydney. Um, so I would highly recommend checking her out after this. Um, but love hurts. That's the theme this month. The highs and the lows of love. And Sydney's got a ton of juicy things for us, don't you, Sydney? The tea is always hot, and now my ego is big. I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, I yes, let's do it. So, but before we do that. We always ask a little fun couple questions for people that come on the podcast. And obviously I know you're a horror fan, but then also too, I have a couple zingers for not only Sydney, but my co-host as well. Um, so let's get into it. First, the questions um, that I'm going to ask. I never can do this correctly, but uh -oh. what is your favorite scary movie? See, and like when you phrase it like that, it's kind of hard because my name's Sydney and I love Ghostface. So to have, mm -hmm. of course, the original Scream movies throwing my namesake out there kind of tarnished it pretty heavy for me. So I, I kind of lean towards those. But um, I don't know. There's so many good ones. But I think one of my favorite ones that I'll always go back to to watch is um, Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. I love yes. that one. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's so cheesy. And really, honestly, yep. um, our friend Gavin kind of talked about it. But if you think back to it now, like with all the legacy reboots and stuff that we have, Dream Warriors kind of laid the foundation for that because it brought back, you know, Nancy brought back some of the original elements, but then added fresh young faces that kind of got us hooked into the storyline, which is the same mm -hmm. thing so many franchises we see nowadays do to bring their franchises back for legacy sequels so um i love that answer um what is well, a that and like a, sorry go no go ahead um i also do like special effects makeup i went to school for it and like back then the practical effects like we didn't rely so heavily on cgi like that oh they did a, that remake of five nights not five nights at freddy's on the wrong timeline Nightmare on Elm Street, where they did the CGI Freddy face, and I have been heavily disappointed in horror movies since, but that's also why it's hard for me to find a good horror movie, because I'm a pretentious film student, an art student. <laughs> so. I I love the, like, the older horror, where they had to actually make the masks and everything, and you have yes. the actual, like, fake skin, and I just adore it, but I'm also the really love. big on, like, 80s horror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good and stuff. And they used so many things that we don't think about. Like we just did mm -hmm. the alien aliens episode. And one mm -hmm. of the things that we were talking about is in order to make parts of the xenomorph's jaw, they used condoms yeah. um, to make that effect. And you wouldn't think that with condoms, but like, then you really start thinking about it. And you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I could see that now that you're saying that, um, I don't think they would do that nowadays. You know, it'd be like very nope. like intricate, like we're AI mapping, whatever. But back then, you know, it was like any person could have like a toolbox full of just a bunch of random crap and we're going to go make a monster. And yep. I, 
I hope that we start getting back to that because we got some really special things out of that. Um, Foley artists and practical effects artists are the unsung heroes of movies, period, but especially horror movies. Yeah, most definitely. They are definitely the lifeblood that keeps us going. Uh, What is a movie that you consider a underrated gem in the horror film industry? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, It could could be anything. There's one that I found. Again, it's it's really hard for me to be unnerved by by things anymore. So (laughs) I'm really bad at finding horror movies. But um, I know everyone's going to like not appreciate remakes but the new candy man again i'm a sucker for practical effects this they i watched the behind the scenes more than i watched the movie just in utter shock and awe of how beautifully they did but there's also a horror movie on netflix called the ritual 10 out of 10 i love me some body horror i love me some monsters and that had a beautiful beautifully done monster in that movie Oh, just the whole visage of it mm-hmm. coming out of the forest and you kind of getting, yeah, run. And like Wendigos are my favorite. <laughs> I actually am getting a Wendigo tattooed on my leg right now. Well, not right now, obviously, but I'm in the work in progress. And to have like a nice looking Wendigo based monster, sign me up. Yes, please. 10 out of 10. Yeah. I love a good creature feature. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so lastly, what is your favorite part of being a horror fan? <laughs> um, uh, should I answer truthfully or should I answer as if I'm a professional on a podcast right now? Uh, answer just normally. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, I again, I really enjoy the monsters. So I might have my preferences and appearances might lean a little bit more toward the horror aspects so like the villains the monsters all of that i listen we, man there's a whole subtopic yeah. on certain adult websites for people like me and i gotta go to those mary and i both are like we we understand we see you we see you oh. we understand the monster oh. fucker flag i'm sorry you might have to bleep that out but yeah that's, <laughs> that's what i in it <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I love you guys. Oh my god, I found my people. Yeah, we oh, um, we really um when we say that we truly mean it because I remember specifically talking to Mary because we were going to do Krampus this year and we didn't get a chance to. But I think I even specifically said as part of one of the episodes, like I, I I'm concerned at this point how much Krampus <laughs> erotica there is out there. Like I understand so we all. We all think, you know, in the same thought bubble with this stuff, but um, we're getting a little too detailed here. <laughs> I'm not, telling you, not man, possible. it's crazy. Not possible. I know, Mary. The more like... detailed, the better. <laughs> right? Fuck yeah, guys. I love you. Oh, I'm so glad. I, I'm so glad we're finally doing this. Holy moly. Uh, so that kind of segues, segues perfectly into... Um, these questions that I came up for everyone um, because they are (laughs) for a special kind of breed of person and we are that group of special on me. love hurts horror edition would you rather oh god Dracula's long lost love be Eric Draven the crow muse or Imhotep the mummy 
this could be the original or the uh 1999 cinematic masterpiece that is the mummy um bride the so the mummy's bride so dracula's long lost love eric draven's muse or the mummy's bride which one would you choose mary don't even have to think about it i'm that mummy's bride baby (laughs) (laughs) that 1999 version oh imhotep (laughs) was fine listen you know what's even (laughs) fucking crazier because i was just watching the mummy the guy that plays the mummy arnold Vosloo, he's 39 in that movie he is 39 and out here looking like stone marble um that's how i feel about michael keaton and um beetlejuice you should look like that be attractive yeah well michael keaton and anything even as he's older i just Mm. love him Mm. preach exactly zane (laughs) what about you dracula i'm a good yeah. See, this is a really hard one for me because I do love the cinema. Like all three. three. <laughs> yeah, all three. Um, I would choose all three, but obviously I gotta pick one. Um, I don't know, like Dracula, yes, but then there's just this like part of me that's like it's Eric Draven. It's the man that like literally like he painted his whole body to get revenge for the woman he loves and like mm-hmm. you know did all that romantic shit prior to him dying like they lived yeah. in like the worst type of apartment and he still was out here like we're gonna make the best of it i'm gonna buy some candles i'm gonna go to home goods we're gonna figure this out i'm gonna make this a home for you baby um so you're going for romance you're going yeah, for that yeah i'm going for the yeah like the whole like i almost feel like eric draven was sleep token before sleep token was sleep token Ooh, yeah good comparison double think yeah now you're making me think again so i feel like (laughs) listening to sleep tokens music now like if eric draven had not tragically met his end that's what his band would be like so um, absolutely i love dracula i always will i'm you know i'm a vampire slut i i said it i i preach it but uh (laughs) i would definitely probably go eric draven just for the pure fact of i mean he died and came back and still rocked that much eyeliner so mad respect i'm really surprised because your favorite love story is is dracula Dracula. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like yep. the morally gray man. I just, I don't know. They're oh, just good. the best. There's just we something. All love morally gray men. They're not boring. <laughs> yeah, there's just something about Eric Draven, though, when he's like on the roof with the guitar and the rain's coming down and the make the makeup isn't budging. Like, smash. I, yeah, immediate smash. Like, just nut, nut, nut. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> what about you sydney which one would you pick listen man just call me a snack pack dracula could crack me open 100 <laughs> percent. cracking open a cold one with the boys 100 percent. yeah I, I, i'm a huge vampire person the vampires have always been like oh un- undoubtedly sexual and and these i'm gonna stay in the dark but I, other things can be red and velvet and black and bloody and i'm like yeah what you need me to do what I, I would do some shady things for a klondike bar what would i need to do to get that <laughs> I got you. Uh, agreed agreed uh so we talked we just talked about morally gray men 
So mm, morally gray men horror edition, the Uh-oh. Phantom, either the Phantom, oh. you know, Gerard Butler edition or <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> David from the Lost Boys, Jerry Dandridge <laughs> from Fright Night or Lucian from Underworld. Now you will notice that most oh, of these people God. are vampires, but I mean, morally gray does seem to kind of follow the vampires. So, um, and you know the phantom was just thriving off that sexual healing so 100 <laughs> percent uh mary what about you so i'm a big why choose romance fan so <laughs> i'm gonna go with phantom but drug butler has to be the phantom and then lucian because come on I mean, that's Come what we've been trying to do. That's exactly what we've been trying to do. I, I mean, I I don't know how that cinematic story relates. However, I do relate to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is, but I like it. Zane, what about you? Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry. I mean, there was no bad answer. Yeah, Sydney. What about Sydney? What about you? You got me stuck because the Phantom, that song, the actual Phantom of the Opera song, where he's like, "I'm so close to you, I could just, I just, just let me." That's one thing. But then you've got the Lost Boys. I just want to run around in leather and get. Well, I don't want to say that on a podcast. Uh, drink to my heart's content. Drink to my heart's content. We'll we'll leave it at that and pretend that I'm not red faced right now. Um, uh, I mean, you know, play all night, sleep all day. That was the you know that was the whole tagline. Exactly. They knew who their target was, and they hit their target. I am right here, baby. Um. <laughs> You know, I love all of these. I really do. And Jerry, Jerry just has a special place in my heart, especially Chris Sarandon, because mm. he's just, he is a whole snack. You know, he's the voice of Jack <laughs> he's Skellington. A whole meal. Yeah, he's a whole meal. Oh, but like, the he's, he's out of this lineup, he's the closest to the romance of Dracula. Yeah, but then I also kind of the morally gray. Yeah, I feel like I I I kill for you. Yeah, Mm. I kind of feel like though. I said this so much. Yeah, I like my list, but I um, I just anybody who knows me knows this is not going to be a surprise. It's the Phantom, and I really feel like it's because he just gets a bad he just gets a bad rap, like. He really does. I mean, he does. I, I, I'm pretty sure Raul like probably was like maybe a soldier or a soldier at some point. So he probably he killed died people. in battle. He could. He probably killed some people too. So are we really going to be upset that you know the Phantom offs a few people in the back of this? I mean, it's in an opera house in Paris. What are you going to get the chance to die in an opera house in Paris? Like, just say thank you and move along. Stuff like a Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, but Zane understands this because there is a song. I will link the artist down below. It is a song called Morally Gray. And there was a TikTok. I will have to credit the creator who did the TikTok. 
but she shows an image of the Phantom of the Opera, you know, the past, the point of no return, where he's like swinging her around and, you know, everything. Mm. And it was like, it's at this moment I knew <laughs> the Phantom was the one. And it's like, it, that he's morally gray. What can I say? Gray is my favorite color. And I'm just like, mm -hmm. I have never been more seen than in this moment in my life right now <laughs> to know that I am not the only one. So I was super excited about that. So, but no, Phantom, but I'm with you though. If I could have a storyline like Mary's, I would be jetting off to Paris, having my little fun with that, that maybe, you know, Gone. taking a motorcycle ride around Santa, you know, the whole pier with the carousel and all of them and just live my free life and maybe dip into, you know, Jerry Dandridge's house on the way back to Paris. I'd be fine with that. So absolutely. Um, 100%. But if I have to commit to somebody for the rest of my life, I'm going to commit to the phantom, especially Gerard Butler, like Jesus Christ. Mm. That man has been oh. sexy ever since Dracula 2000, even before then. And he's oh. still like that man is literally proof that the Benjamin Button effect is <laughs> he just keeps getting infinitely hotter with age like a fine wine. Yes. So uh, real proof. So we all kind of just talked about how we like our monsters. Which universal monster would you pick to go on a date? The Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon or Frankenstein? Frankenstein I need him tall and I need just tallness and you know what you could pick him Zane you could you pick the body parts so you know I was just gonna say can I pick the body parts <laughs> yes build a bitch perfect build a bro <laughs> build a Even monster yeah um, Mary what about you this is a tough one but I'm a huge Frankenstein monster fan so I'm gonna say Frankenstein but mostly for the fact that he's not going to talk too much. Preach. <laughs> I don't have to listen to a stupid story. <laughs> Get in. About Get how out. much Get he lifts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you, you know... see my bitcoins? <laughs> you want to talk about stocks? No. Oh, I am honey, so I glad. Want your creepy skin. That I, I, I told my husband... If something happens now, I'm never dating again just because I oh, can't same. do it. Nope. <laughs> I'm not dating now. I'm avoiding it like the bubonic plague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The I, only I man feel... besides my husband that has not disappointed me have all been fictional men. Same. <laughs> fictional men have never disappointed me. <laughs> right? Same. I mean, they, they never let you, and hey, hey, they're building your mind. You're reading, you're reading, you're so you get exactly. to picture what they look like. Yeah. 100%. Customizable. Heck yes. Everything. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't know. I just feel like, dude. I mean, listen, it's Aquaman, but with the scales. Let's just think about it that way. Like what was it? The way of water. That was another yeah. The shape of water, movie. which and I mean, like he was he was pretty romantic to her. I mean, the guy, the other people that were around there were like grade A fuckboys, and she yep. just had her own fantasy with him, and she 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 lived her life. So her and her little egg timer, they had their fun together. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
but oh my gosh but in this same realm <laughs> that even got me <laughs> oh god oh, I, I mean listen i have heard of efficiency before but that was the one hang up i had about that movie is girl the same egg timer every day that is that's that's routine like that is that's like crazy that's like i need my eight hours of sleep the same chicken biscuit every morning and i'm gonna this is the period of time i have to you know have fun and that's it so <laughs> i don't know but um the same thing with frankenstein though you say he doesn't talk the creature of the black lagoon isn't going to talk at all but this is probably going to get me banned from YouTube or Spotify <laughs> for saying this, but you best believe, especially that he knows how to use his hands, especially getting around the water. So, you know, I'm just saying. and he's slippery. He's already, yeah. he's listen, he's environmentally friendly. He's good for the environment. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm being an eco-friendly girly. Okay. And, and I'm just basic, saying he needs us. Because we are gonna hurt that bitch. <laughs> Not just that, but like he's got gills. He could be underwater. He's impenetrable. Uh so like he I can mean, go for a while. You got gills. Oh, that's you, beautiful. You wouldn't turn out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If we're putting it out there, we're putting it out there. Sydney, what about or you? down there? Which one are you exactly. going to pick? Listen, they all have their their wins. Like like you said, Frankenstein probably just gets down into it. Doesn't have to worry about nothing. I know we mentioned dates, but we all kind of went a little <laughs> sidetracked. Uh, Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah. Creatures <laughs> from the Black Lagoon is slimy at all times. So there's some good usage in that. But then like the werewolf, I mean, you get a human and you get some other crazy... <laughs> doggy style stuff um so like i don't know they all win but i the, the creature from the black lagoon is definitely winning ever since i thought about that shape of water movie i'm like hmm, you know yeah you know it's got a easy, point it's an easy date like you, you guys go swimming yeah. you, you pick a you, there's a bunch of lagoons pick a lagoon and mm -hmm. go live your you know best life he could show me like some cool coral reefs and shit. Like, yeah, show, you know, he probably knows where the lost city of Atlantis is. And listen, that's oh my god, like sh you show about me a first date to Atlantis. We're getting married, <laughs> right? Couple goals, couple goals. Where's the nuptials? Let's go. <laughs> if you think about it, though, if you see in the new Black Panther, um, the one guy, uh, that's the underwater Atlantis guy, that's kind of like the human mm -hmm. version of Creature of the Black Lagoon. So I mean, like we're already we're already there. We're living the dream, ladies. We're living the dream. Um, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> um. So favorite horror couple: we have Lily and Herman Munster, we have Morticia and Gomez, and Chucky and Tiffany. Which one are you gonna pick? Easy. Chucky and Tiffany. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you my reading style. <laughs> no, I'm, I love I'm just finished haunting Adeline. Uh, oh, oh, girl, Let's just say, do not read in public. Do not. Oh, I did. 
I mean, I do too. But listen, if if you are not prepared to explain why you're blushing and do not have a legitimate answer, do not read in public. So you know that whenever I'm at the flea markets, I'm usually writing smut, right? I, I when if you ever see me with a laptop at the flea markets, I am like five thousand pages deep in writing crazy things. So if you saw me with the laptop at the fair, just know that there was some wild things happening on that computer screen. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a live broadcast from the fair this year. <laughs> Sydney, what are we writing today? <laughs> Call of Duty fan fiction again. It's always Call of Duty fan fiction. Uh, oh, and Venom, Venom fan fiction. Ooh, yeah, the teeth, the teeth and the tongue. Oh God. So Sydney, who are you gonna pick? I'm I'm biased. I'm gonna go Morticia and Gomez just because. My husband's also short and Hispanic and loves me dearly. And I am tall, goth, and scary and can definitely kill him, but won't because I love him very much. Uh, so <laughs> we've actually even talked about like cosplaying the couple because the, the looks are so similar. But definitely 100% the Adams family. 100%. Yeah. Easy. What about you, Zane? Gomez and Morticia. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I like Chucky and Tiffany, and I understand that there's an appeal with that kind of dysfunction, but Gomez, I mean, if you have even ever oh my God. heard that, like, TikTok bite where they, like, take his, like, I think it's from Ad- the first Adam family or maybe the second, where he's talking about Morticia, and he's, like, talking to Fester about, like, the perfect mm-hmm. woman and stuff. I mean, like, that is the man, like when we we think of book talk now with worshiping men worshiping mm-hmm. and stuff, that is the OG. Like that man knows that he the day Morticia walked into his life was the best day of his life. And he is damn gonna make sure that no other man is gonna come get his woman because she's not even gonna be tempted. She's not gonna look their yep. direction because she's already got what she needs at home. Because he that's how my always husband is. bringing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love I, Gomez. Gomez plus Raul. Oh, oh. yeah. His <laughs> per- talk about it. His performance and Anna's family and Anna's family values. Oh, sir. You did so not good. have to go that hard. You don't. So chef thank kiss. you for doing that yes yes i know like <laughs> did that for all of us and you know what's he crazy watched so everyone else could run is he's like a huge like broadway star and i remember watching mm-hmm. a documentary about him he did dracula and if you get a chance oh google it god i that's what i'm doing as chills. soon as i get off this podcast chills it's just like you thought him as gomez was like a whole thing Watching him do the stage production of Dracula and like having the cape. Oh, Oh, he's got a cape? Yeah, the whole thing, girl. Why? Why does that immediately add plus five to your appearance and manipulation? I don't understand how that works. It's the cape effect. Oh, the cape not it only it only works in horror movies though, because Mm -hmm. like a superhero could have a cape and a mask, and I'm not interested, but immediately give some serial killer a mask and a cape i want to know his whole backstory and i want to go on a date there's a reason why because a superhero would kill you to save the rest of the world but the villain the villain would burn down the entire, entire world, world to make sure for that you. you were okay 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that is the appeal of dark romance and villains. You you love a uh, he's a bad guy, but you get. look past it because he's gonna do bad things for you. Yeah, that, that, you. that part in Haunting Adeline with the gun. Oh my god! Holy moly! And like, Girl, I did not know that like, there were there were things in that book. That like I didn't know about myself until I read that book. Okay, and there. Which things- is funny. I'm, I'm sorry. Changed. No, you no, you're fine. I was just saying I am changed after that. There are things that I now know about myself that I didn't before. Which is crazy because I just read Haunting Adeline. That fanfic I was working on when I was talking to you and I met you has very similar things going on inside of it. So I did like as I'm reading Haunting Adeline, I'm like I've already written this. This is already in my laptop. <laughs> what am I doing here? I need to go to therapy. Uh, nah. Nah. <laughs> just just fine. Yeah. You know, morally gray. It's cheaper than therapy. So I, I yeah. knew I knew that I was fucked up when I used to watch Hercules and Xena. And automatically, I got pissed at every single episode of Xena where she didn't run off with Aries. <laughs> I'm like, this man oh, literally wants to give you the whole entire like enchilada and you want to you want to have the audacity to be out here and be doing good like lucy lawless honey no 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 right like have you seen the boy yeah so you're telling me you're telling me parents give you a mansion are buying you the food everything stocks hey you don't even have to leave and then this big hunk of a man in a mask crawls out of a I'm not going to spoil it because I don't know if anyone's ever fucking seen it. But that scene with his hand coming out the way it does, boy, I, you're telling me I get a whole kit and caboodle. I get food, a house, and a man like that willing to protect me? Boy, you ain't got to explain nothing. Give me a minute. I'll be at the house. I will be there so quickly. I feel like this is just a preview into all of our minds. Like, everyone listening to this podcast is this like... Is small, small... <laughs> They they know now like the Just depths, the window. Yeah, the, the depths of our souls that we go. I mean, listen. The depths you, of the gravity. You you have to have a little spicy in order to be in the realm that we're in. Exactly. So, um, you need a little heat. Yeah, you need a little spice. In the right so, places. Speaking of spice in the right places, this is the last one. If Ooh. you have one icon to have a crush on, horror icon. Which one would it be? Michael, Freddie, Pinhead, Ghostface, or Candyman? Michael, because oh. he doesn't need to talk. <laughs> there is a whole series on uh, TikTok. I need to tag the creator down below because she's fucking, I love her has a whole like storyline about her being in a relationship with Michael Myers and it is the most relatable content I have ever seen in my life like I'm just like I want to know this I want to know more like what happens when you guys have chill like I need more details ma'am I need a book so the reason why I I chose Michael is because for one he's virtually indestructible which means if I get pissed off enough and I shoot him he's not gonna die that's not what I was thinking for indestructible, but you continue to go on. <laughs> well, uh, among other things, I <laughs> plan on having a lot of fun with. This is a fun Monday night. 
This, this is, is. This is a great Monday night. <laughs> this is a great way to introduce love hurts. Everything in between. Mary, I'm dying to know your answer. I really am. <laughs> Give me uh, some Billy Loomis craziness. Three. Come on. Oh my God. And he yes. needs to be covered in the blood, okay? <laughs> the corn syrup. Oh Listen, if you did if you did not watch that scene where he is like licking off his fingers and you know it's the corn uh. syrup, the blood, but still, if you watch that scene and we're not affected, I don't There's know what you're wrong with you. Yeah, I, I don't I know if you are. I literally have it framed in my office. So thank <laughs> God. I mean, listen. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Billy and Stu have been holding it down since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really okay, Sydney. I want to know yours. I think we already know the answer, especially with my name beans. Happen, Sydney. I even have Ghostface on oh, my nails right it. now. With uh, it says "Call." This one says "Call me," and it's got Ghostface with hearts. So I'm I'm biased just because he says my name, and it ruined me from a young age. So <laughs> I agree with the billions too. I I can't I can't turn away from that. Oh, yeah. that mask is powerful. So, I want to say Ghostface. However, hear me out on this one. If it's Freddy Krueger, I agree with you. So, I would say Freddy Krueger in the aspect of... The knives? The knives and the whole, like, appeal. The whole appeal of, like, the danger and the dreams and, like, living in a dream. I understand. But my real answer, my true answer, and this is something that I have been, like, debating with myself constantly <laughs> is candy man there's just something about the way I'm that candy man. man operates like you know the mm-hmm. suave and stuff you almost want to thank him for killing you like you almost yeah. want to be like thank you thank you for for so doing- I take your gloves sir yeah yeah like <laughs> <laughs> like i mean this me man, for you. this man literally all he did was just be himself and he got murdered and mm-hmm. we have the audacity to be upset that he's upset. Like, no, I'm just, I'm just gonna sit back and be like, you know what? Yes, I will be your perfect victim. Great, yep. thank you, thank you. Yep. Another one. Like, do you want me? Do you want me to like kneel execution style <laughs> right. or like? Yeah, hands like and knees. Do you want to come through style? the mirror? Like, ha- like explain this whole scene out for me. Yeah. Period? I, I don't know Please? but yeah I, there's just something about his appeal and like the whole expanded universe now with the new candy man where he could be kind of like so anybody good. and so like even the new candy man he i mean he was fine too so oh absolutely i mean he absolutely. just he and the bees there's just something about him having that romantic relationship with the bees that i'm just like yeah he's a conservative he's a, yeah. a conservative what is it conservative conservationist right he's a conservationist yeah, that one he's, yeah he, he's he helping about us the bees. We yeah. need you know why bees. he's a good bees guy buzz. Hey, hey. hey, you know what? You know what? No, I still can't, I can't deter from Ghostface, but Candyman and Freddy Krueger were right behind there. Yeah, I mean, but if no. it's if like if like Mary said, why choose? You could you you know you could just one for every night, 
This is my yeah, fantasy, like the, all right? <laughs> why not both? Yeah, right. Like, why Why do we why have to do that? <laughs> right. Like, I'm sure that they're not opposed to sharing. Like, it'll they be the answer. They can get territory if they want. <laughs> oh, also, please. Okay, so if you made it this long in the podcast episode, bravo to God you. Bless you. Bravo. Golf clap. bravo. You are our kind of person. Yes, you're our kind of people. Um, this is all what we're about is having fun. Um, and if you want to have fun on a Monday night and still not be stressed and feel the calm effects of matcha and all the other things, a lion's mane mushrooms, which I had no idea what a lion's mane mushroom is, but thank you, Magic Mind, because Magic Mind has matcha and lion's mane mushrooms in it, and they are our partner as always. So if you have watched us on our podcast, you would know that these little magic shots um, help you naturally power through your day. The thing I like about them too is like right now while we're filming, we're on different time frames. Mary's on the West Coast, we're on the East Coast. And sometimes in order to power through a night of doing you know, an episode of filming and then going on to editing, I need a little natural energy, but not too much energy to where I am literally buzzed at 6 a.m. and trying to get myself to go to sleep. Um, so Magic Mind helps with that. If you are interested in trying Magic Mind, Magic Mind has a really great special right now where if you buy three months worth, you get the third month free. You can also Whoa. stack it with our discount code, which is HorrorCraft20. We also have a special link that is in the description of this episode down below that takes you to their page. And if you try it out, let us know what you think. Um, I am not a huge energy person. I just talked about it off camera. I have actually overdosed on caffeine before. It has not been a great thing. Um, so I am very selective about the energy that I put in my body. Magic Mind is one of them. So if you want that energy, but without the crazy experience of doing a five-hour energy shot, try Magic Mind. So tell them that we sent you. And thank you, Magic Mind, for partnering with us as always. So now that we are done talking about our Magic Mind and we're done talking about our Dirty Minds. So Sydney, we are going into the season of love. Um, and love has its highs and lows. So as somebody who gives really good readings on other people uh tell us what we should be looking out for the season of love um well you need to take care of you first number one you that's the main thing is that at the end of the day you don't necessarily need anyone you need yourself so take care of yourself give yourself some credit give yourself some kindness before anything else um don't have sex with coworkers. Highly disregarded, not a good idea. Um, and please, please make sure that, you know, wear protection, do the things you need to do. Um, but be kind to yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously and don't think that you need to be in a relationship to be happier. Find someone to validate you. You're you're a lot more capable of that yourself than what you think anything else. Right. So you're definitely one, and I've witnessed this with you reading, uh, doing readings with other people that help people kind of get in 
tuned with their selves. And like you said, you kind of have to put yourself first before you can love somebody else. And I think that's, that's a hard a very, thing to do. Yeah. And that's a very powerful message, especially this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. As people, you know, we see diet culture and everything kind of clash upon us. And we're just trying to love ourselves and get ourselves to the summer months. Um, what would be the best advice you would say to getting yourself in tune with the real you? Like what can we, what's some good advice on how we can focus ourselves in our period of self-love? Well, if you want to do like actual, like more like witchcrafty things, keep some rose quartz by it, keep some rose petals, um, different things like that, that would kind of attribute to love. Um, at the same time though, you know, kind of pay attention to, to what's going on, kind of see the energy that you want to bring in and that'll eventually come around. Um, but I've also noticed that the more you search for something, the less likely you are to find it. It's going to find you when it needs to find you. So don't sell yourself too short. Don't sit here and think, you know, one thing or another, and don't fall victim to the, oh, I need to be in a relationship for Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. My, this is going to get dark for a second, but my cousin actually killed himself on Valentine's Day. Please, please. Like if you're feeling crappy, if you're feeling not good, reach out. There are helplines, there are all kinds of different things and just know that you know a couple little strangers on a podcast are all rooting for you and hoping for the best but yeah love yourself a little bit give yourself a little pat on the back and keep on moving no matter what definitely definitely um so what you know you were talking about maybe on the more witchy side what are some tools that we can use to kind of keep our intuitiveness through the new year um I know I'm one that just really got into tarot like you Mm -hmm. um I mean obviously I am definitely never on your level uh oh no don't don't sell yourself short don't sell yourself short but um what are some things that we can do that kind of help us along our journey of love and our journey of loving ourselves that's gonna be honestly like a lot of people we we tend to call it shadow work so dealing with the darkest parts of yourselves kind of tackling those things only when you're ready it's a very hard thing to do it can be very difficult but again whenever you're ready whenever you're stable um feel free to do that i also offer like spell kits and custom spell kits too um so i have like love kits and cleansing kits where it'll come with sage lavender rose petals a couple other herbs and crystals um that would be able to be used as a cleansing to help cleanse the house and help start bringing more love in and letting the bad stuff out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you love what you are hearing, definitely check out Sydney's um, group on Facebook and um, reach out to her about a reading. Um, she has some great insight. And uh, if you're someone that is definitely working on shadow work and working on yourself for the new year, I would highly recommend it. Switching gears, though, um, to the bad side of love. Um, I know (laughs) that you've had some experiences before, some paranormal experiences, and that has always been something that we wanted to talk about on the podcast um, because the paranormal is a very prevalent part of horror. It's the unknown. It's what we don't know. It's what we don't see. We can only feel. We can only kind of connect with. And I think that's an important part to honor, though, too, um, because we can't have light without dark. Um, So I know that you've had some paranormal experiences. You've done some investigations before. 
Um, what are some of, and I don't even want to be like an exploitive way. So I don't want anyone to take it in <laughs> no, you're fine. the fact that we are like exploiting in somebody's misfortune, because if anyone has ever listened to our podcast before, that's definitely not our vibe. And I 100% agree with what Sydney said about, you know, if you feel in a dark place this time of year, there are so many resources, reach out. Um, Mary can does a great job at, at kind of running our social media. And one of the biggest parts that I absolutely love about Mary doing that is she always focuses on mental health because she knows how important that is for all of us, especially mm -hmm. dealing with depression, anxiety, ADHD, like myself. Um, you can get in those dark places very easily. So I just want to go ahead and touch upon again, we'll put the link down in the description below. But if you are ever feeling hopeless, you're ever feeling in that state of mind, do not give yourself a hard time, reach out, take the resources. Um, and again, no, this podcast loves everybody out there. I never want to hear somebody hurting themselves and, and say, yes, that was great. Because that's not. As a human being who loves other human beings, if you are in a dark place, please reach out, please get the resources, get the help. Um, so that way, six months from now, when you're in a better place, you can say that you made it through um, and know that you are loved and you are seen, especially in this horror arena. Um, so, but with that in mind though, there are some really scary things that go bump in the night, scary things that we don't see. What are some experiences that you've had um, doing your paranormal investigations? I'm also going to shamelessly plug one more second. So we do readings of Sydney, of course, which is my personal business. But I also work with a team called Corpse, C-O-R-P-X, um, contacting the other realms of the paranormal spectrum. So we're actually going to be going to the Monroe House here in March, which I'm really excited about. But um, we actually investigated this place in Galleon, Ohio. It's called Brownella Cottage. And... I, if you ask anyone on my team, I'm kind of obnoxious because I'm like, listen, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know any history. And I'm a huge history buff. So that's a hard thing for me to do. Um, but we went to this cottage and immediately I started getting just the ick, just not a good feeling. And um, if Tara watches this, I'll probably send it to her and be like, hey, because she, she was there and watched all of it happen. And we're all sitting there. And we just knew the guy was nicknamed the bad bishop. He was an old bishop. We didn't really know what was going on. And he lived in the house with his wife and his mother-in-law. The wife was infirm. And we again, we didn't know any of this stuff. And all of us women are sitting in her bedroom. And I kind of feel my stomach kind of start turning a little bit. Like, you know, I'm, I'm on the monthly. And I'm like, there, there ain't no way that's happening. So I talked to my one of my girls. And she gets like, well, I don't even have a uterus. But I feel it, too. And I'm like, all right, there's something funky going on here. So I yelled down to the historian that was with us. And I said, Ella, she couldn't have kids, could she? And he go, he just started laughing. It was like 15 minutes into the investigation. He just started laughing. And he's like, I, I cannot believe you guys have found that out already. So we're already hot on the trail if things are going on. But um, I mean, the whole house just felt bad. And we walked into the mother-in-law's room. And I immediately took a look around, took a step out. And like shook around a little bit and I'm like what the what on earth and I, I'm kind of I like whenever I tend to do these things I can usually feel the emotions and feel the things that are going on in these places right. and it it just it felt familiar because I grew up in it but it felt like infidelity 
come to find out the bad bishop was cheating on his wife with his mother-in-law. His live-in mother-in-law. He was cheating on his sickly wife. That's some Maury stuff. Where, yeah. Where's the lie detector test when you need it? I know. And like, her, and the crazy thing is with this house in particular is that only one family has lived in it. Only one family built it. And all the stuff is still in that house. The wedding dress, the bed that he died in on Halloween night, everything is still there. And oh we just had God. great... It was nuts. We're going to be going back here soon again, too, because we just had so many crazy experiences in there. Um, what, what is it called? Uh, Brown Ella Cottage. So Brown Ella so it's Bishop Brown and his wife, Ella. So he named the house after his wife and then proceeded to cheat on her with her mother. <laughs> How crappy of an individual do you have to be? And then come to find out, um, what do I do on a Saturday night when I'm bored? I lay in a dead man's bathtub and talk to him and see what I can have come through the spirit box. <laughs> and I'm laying there. And again, we had known that he was called the bad bishop. He actually diverted to communism and was excommunicated from the church because of it. But um, the way the historian had explained it afterwards was that the bishop would bring kids from Sunday school home to entertain them. And he left it at that. And while we're sitting in the bathtub, my buddy Tara snaps a picture and there's a face in the uh, window pane above my head. And while I'm sitting there with this um, spirit box, I say, um, so what did you do to these kids in this bathtub? And clear as day, you hear someone go, I killed him with a little bit of an accent, sounded very Ohio. And um, the historian had shown us of EVP a little bit earlier, and it was the exact same voice, the exact same tone, everything. This man runs through this house. And I, I mean, there's been very few investigations where we had something going on all night long. And Brownella Cottage was one of those where we had something going all night long. And I mean, he... Ugh, what a nasty man. What a nasty yeah. man. <laughs> Imagine having the audacity to cheat on your wife, your wife who is sick, and name your house after her and you fuck her mother. Right? Oh. I I'm sorry like, guys if that if that was a little and too you're audacious. Kids. Yeah. Like <laughs> Don't you I just glossed over that part. Thank you, Mary, for bringing yeah. that up. Because I was horrified, definitely at the first part. But then you kill kids. Yeah, that whole the whole thing was crazy. I mean, Brownella Cottage is nuts, and it was closed down for a little while, but they just opened back up. And I know corpses were we're itching to get back in there. We've we've had some really crazy experiences with that. So yeah, Brownella Cottage was definitely up there in the twisted love stories of the paranormal community. Oh my gosh. Well, we will definitely link the cottage down below so you can see exactly what she's talking about. Oh, it's uh, a beautiful house. It's incredible. If you if you can get to Galleon, if you can help that historical society in any way, please do. They are fantastic people over there. That's um, is there anywhere where we could see like the vi like you guys' videos or do you post about yeah. it somewhere? So on my page, the readings by Sydney page, we actually live stream all of our investigations off of it. So you can actually watch and comment along while we're actually out there. Um, and I will stream it off of my page and we will also stream it off of the contacting the other realms page as well. But that's just c.o.r.p.s. 
I had to think for a second. That was a lot of alphabet soup. Why I did I get the guess. really bad idea that uh, Horrorcraft Podcast and Corp should do something together? <laughs> Listen, I I will bring my girls on, and I will I will absolutely because oh, you you would love Tara. I would love that. Oh, you would love my girl. Oh my god, me and Kylie, the other girl that's part of this. Me and her were actually just talking maybe a couple weeks ago how we were trying to find like really good paranormal investigating videos where you knew it wasn't staged and you knew like you actually believed them and we were having a hard time with it and so that's why when i saw that you were part of corpse i was like "Ooh, i'm very interested in this and that's the thing too is again i'm very obnoxious on my team i became a public speaker as well because i i will be truthful with everyone i talk to i was diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic so to me everything's fake everything's a mistake i'm hearing things weird um so i will debunk and then debunk again and then try it one more time because i don't believe in myself and what i caught but if i go to a location and if i don't find anything hey guys guess what it was a bust i got no evidence whatsoever there's no definitive but i'm also not going to sit here and lie and blow smoke up your guys' butts and you know try to go at it from that i've never wanted anything like that so i will not put any and of course every paranormal investigator is going to say that that's just my word but i will not put anything out there that i am not 100 sure on or at least 99 sure on but um yeah it became really interesting and that's why i now speak on mental illness in the paranormal community because you have to be able to differentiate and you know have i just been talking to dead people my whole life you know i'm actually weaning myself off of medications i've talked to my therapist who's really cool because I walked in and I was like, hey, I work with guys from The Walking Dead, with guys from Netflix and blah, blah, blah. And I want to see if I'm crazy or if I'm actually just talking to dead people. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And to find a therapist that's willing <laughs> that's to great. do that, like, yeah, I was nervous. It's really good. And yeah. she was like, yeah, I know what you do. I've seen your business or I've seen your business. I've seen your videos. So, yeah, let's go ahead and try it. So it, it's definitely a cool thing to do. Is there ever, so obviously we're doing like the love hurts theme. Is there ever just like a time other than obviously the one that you described where there was just a situation, like you, you went into a house, you went somewhere and you just, it kind of surprised you what you found out. Like, oh my God. As soon as you started asking the question, I knew exactly what I was going to tell you about. So we can no longer go back there unfortunately it has been closed down that is no longer existing but it was a place out in pennsylvania greenville manor um katie and her husband are were fantastic so good and it is an old funeral home out in pennsylvania i cannot greenville manor greenville manor is what it was called and again this is one of those investigations where i think the longest time we went without something happening was two minutes I mean, there was something happening at all points and times, and it was based, um, this funeral home was in operation in, like, World War II era, and a little bit before, then a little bit after. And the story goes that um, there, there was just a lot of weird things that happened in there, but we're sitting in the funeral parlor at one point, we've got the ovulus going, and the ovulus is kind of neat. It's got a phonetic dictionary on the inside. So the science behind it, or at least the premise of it, is that spirits should be able to manipulate the words and the sounds inside the box to be able to produce actual English language. And um, we're sitting in the funeral parlor, and immediately me, Tara, and my buddy Lena, these are my three girls that I absolutely adore, (laughs) Uh, me, Tara, and Lena are all sitting there, 
and the, this cold chill just envelops us. And all of a sudden, and I, there's video of this still on my page. You can still find this video and I still get goosebumps talking about it. We're sitting there and all of a sudden the obulus just starts going nuts, absolutely nuts. Airplane, help her, help her, get her, airplane, on airplane, just repeating it over. And I, I have active goosebumps. Just repeating it over and over and over, like desperation. And um, come to find out there was actually an instance where um, we think it was a bombing that had happened and that the wife didn't didn't make it. It was definitely a man coming through, but the way he was just help her, help her, save her, airplane, airplane, get to airplane. I mean, over and oh, we actually had to like stop during the during the session and be like, hey, I need you to slow down. I, I need you to breathe. It's all right. We're right here. We're listening to you, but you need to slow it down so we can try to help you a little bit. And I mean, he was just desperate. And I have never felt my heart ache so badly at investigation than hearing this person beg for medical aid in an airplane and some kind of transport for whoever this person was. And I, I, the amount of money I would give to pin down a name and to go back to this location is is insurmountable. But I mean, it was heart wrenching, absolutely heart wrenching. But also, what what a good man that even in the afterlife, he's still like, listen, you got to take care of my wife. Is she OK? Where is she? I mean, holy moly, my, my heart just just oh, kind of almost is like the real life Mr. Henderson from mm-hmm. up kind of like yep. that, you know, oh. where the it broke my damn heart. Feels. Yeah, mm-hmm. emotional damage, emotional damage. But I mean, like, to love somebody that much that you're not even worried about your own afterlife, yeah. you're worried about your wife's afterlife, you want to make sure that she's good, and you're not going to mm-hmm. stop until you do that like that. That is obviously like the definition of what you would like, you know, um, oh my gosh, the Bridgerton moment, you know, I burn for you. Yeah. It's that kind of love. When so, we get off of here, I'll go through that live stream and I'll uh, isolate that clip and I'll send it to you off the uh, off to the side. Because, I mean, that was, I've never had someone so desperate to get words out at an investigation. I mean, we, like we had to turn off the ovulus to talk. And as soon as we turned it back on, he was going back about the airplane and his wife. And I'm just, oh my God, I'm like, listen, I'm trying to help you. I need to, I'm trying, yes. I promise everything's okay. Everything's peaceful. It may not seem like it right now, but you're okay. It's all right. Oh my gosh. I, uh, well, I was doing my uh, famous tragedy. I was doing my famous, we call it uh fact check. Okay. And I was just looking up like Greenville manor and plane crash around there. There are a lot of uh, plane crashes in Greenville. <laughs> yeah. A that's lot. what I'm saying. And I didn't know about the plane crashes in Greenville. I didn't know that there were plane crashes, but I knew and like I said, I will go and isolate that clip. And he is dead set on yeah. the airplane. Help her, help her airplane. And it all, oh, even I was this was if like I could two find years maybe ago. A couple options of maybe this could be them. But yeah. there's, it's weird. There's too many. Yeah. That's so, what I'm saying. It was so hard to pin anything down there. Those are gr- two great stories. The last thing I want to leave with is obviously, you know, Mary's on the West Coast, but for Zane, me, you, and Kylie, we all live in Ohio. And Ohio Woo-hoo. seems to be a magnet for a lot of haunted places. The freaking and- limestone in the water. Yep. Um, what 
if you could pin down one or two places in Ohio, what would you say are like the most haunted places that you've been in in Ohio? Oh, I'm going to hate saying this one because we're no longer, we had to do a lot of things after this person. So I'm going to leave the name out, but there's a house here in Fremont where I live. And we've investigated this house like seven separate times. I've gone back and cleansed it because I, I usually recommend with cleansings, it's like getting your carpets clean. Like every six months yeah. is what I usually recommend. Um, but I would have to go back there like every four months. It was constant. We had, I've been thrown out of the basement. I've had my things thrown off the table. And again, I'm not going to sit here and try to blow smoke up anyone's asses. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. These are the things that have happened in that house. I had a very, very close friend of mine. He's been doing mediumship stuff for professionally for 15 years. And um, I was like, hey, Patrick, I need you to come out and check out this house. I don't know what's going on. I don't know the history, but I need you to come check it out. So he comes out. He's walking around the upper floors and he's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of a funky house. You know, there's some stuff going on in here. And I take him to the basement. And I will never forget. He it's walks always in the basement. basement. It's the basement. Yeah, there's, always the basement. There wasn't well, one well in there. There wasn't two water wells in there. She has three water wells in her basement. And he oh took one gosh. look down one of them. Yeah. He took one look down one of them, turns around to look at, and he's a big dude. He's a big, scary dude. And he's like, Sydney, get upstairs. And I'm like, number one, I'm six foot one and terrified. I'm not doing anything. I'm not scared. He's like, get upstairs right now. We got to go talk in the living room. So, of course, I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. We go in the living room, sit down. And he lays out the ground rules. He's like, for this investigation, no women are allowed in that basement by themselves. Okay, oh, Patrick, interesting. I, I won't go down there by myself. I went down there by myself. Of course. What else am I supposed to do? Um, so my excited self goes on down there. It's in the middle of winter time. And I mean, this kind of falls back in the, the month of love a little bit, I guess. But uh, it's winter time, so I'm covered in layers. And I'm down in the basement. Again, I'm tall. So I kind of like spread my legs a little bit. So I'm kind of shorter. I don't have any cobwebs on me. I do a little 360 to make sure that there's nothing around me at all. And I'm like, all right. So Patrick had said that you're kind of a creep. You're a little bit gross. You tend to target women. I'm down here. I'm fresh meat. Every time you touch me and interact with me, I'll take off a piece of clothing. Not thinking I would get any information. Well, guess what, y'all? <laughs> He, he definitely made his presence known. I felt a finger start at the back of my head, trail all the way down my spine and stop in the middle of my back. And of course, I have the light on at this point. I'm looking around with a flashlight, making sure that there's nothing touching me. I turn the light back off and I shrug out of my jacket. And I'm like, all right, listen, man, I'm a man of my word. I promised you something. I'm going to continue doing it. But you know, you have to keep interacting with me. And I felt an entire hand press the lower part of my back and push me further back toward the basement. And immediately I grabbed my jacket and said, thank you so much for the evidence. I appreciate it. And I left the basement. So you, you're still a creep in the afterlife. Yeah. And the crazy That's thing a is, we actually, kind of shit. well, we even have a picture of a full, literally a full body apparition of this old ass man walking through the hallway. And I remember seeing the picture for the first time and I felt my whole body get cold because I'm like, I guarantee that's the fucking creep that touched me. Guarantee, like, you could even see the details on his jacket. It was such a clear picture. It's a shame the lady's so mean. And I have such a big issue with her because otherwise I'd be like, hey, I'm coming back over to your house to investigate. 
but I mean, that was, I, we've gone there quite a few times. Ooh. The last time I did a cleansing, the last time I did a cleansing, I did the basement last because I knew the basement was going to be the worst. And I finished cleansing the basement. I come up the stairs. All of a sudden, I feel something hit my back. I fall face first in the mud. And then my stuff that was on the porch, I had like Himalayan salt and sage and eggshell and all kinds of different things. And every single bottle got thrown off the porch at least three feet into the yard. And again, my team's there. I'm there. And I'm looking at all my stuff. And they had watched it fly off the railing. And they're like, well, you either piss something off or you cleanse the house. And I'm like, well, we're going to find out in a month or two. <laughs> so, I mean, it was nuts. That house is absolutely insane. That's, I mean, wow. I think my grandma's house is the other most haunted place I've been at. I lived I lived with my grandma for a while. And again, it's a shame she's a crotchety old mean lady. I'd love to go investigate the house. But it was the home of a double murder suicide, unsolved. Um, and I lived in the room where it happened for a while because uh, when the police came, there were two dead bodies, but there were three cups of coffee on the table and they never figured it out. They still don't know to this day. This is in Sandusky, nonetheless. Of course, it's freaking Sandusky. But the craziest thing about that is my dad would go to school with these guys and he brought his friend home one day. He's like, yeah, you're just going to come over to my house. And the kid gets to the house, takes one look at it, and goes, I'm not going in there. And my dad's like, what the, what the fuck do you mean? It's my house. Come on in. And he's like, no, you don't understand. My parents were killed in there. Of all <gasps> the people for my father to bring home, he brings the child of the murder victims. There's still a bullet hole in the ceiling where it happened. You can still pull the carpet up and see the stains. That house is haunted to the core. It needs burned down. Yeah, I'm like, that needs to go. Oh yeah, my it, gosh. We've had psychics go in. I've gone in there. Like we've had multiple people all come in there and they all point to the exact spots where everything happened. Like you can still you can see the bullet hole in the ceiling. My grandmother sleeps in that room. No wonder she's so mean and vicious all the time, right? <laughs> well, I, I really believe that the, there can be the certain aura in a place like that, especially 100%. when something happens like that. Like you it can attracts. have yourself a poltergeist. Mm -hmm. well and, and that's we what she's got and we have to remember too ohio the way that we are we're kind of like a conduit state to begin with because you know we have lake erie we're closer yep. by canada and then also too you get hit with people coming you know that were coming from new york through on and we had all of like the native american you know, and the very... Lake Erie battles, like there's still shit yeah. Underground Railroad. Yeah, the mm -hmm. it, there is a Facebook post that I will put up, but um, people, it kind of made the rounds on Facebook a couple weeks ago, but people were very intrigued to find out that there was a very um prevalent shipwreck that's like literally right on the water, right there on shoreline. Yeah, park. the park. Yep, yeah, the shoreline park. What, yeah, the people. Carol? Yeah, the big boat and everyone. But yeah. people have to remember there are literally hundreds of shipwrecks in Lake so Erie. So many. Yeah, Just we're literally we found too. Yeah, I mean, you have to remember this was big we're not just talking like underground railroad we're not just talking like beginning of the 1900s we're talking like pirate ships we're talking yeah. like lake erie pirates of the caribbean almost like yeah. this is a lot of like stuff like i i know for me 
I went to camp on Kelly's Island. And one of the things that we got to do was dive uh, around a shipwreck. And it was a pirate mm-hmm. ship. I know that Damn. that's not the only one. I know that there are tons more. Um, I My family, our family of fishermen, my grandfather came over from Germany. Uh, my grandpa Ted was huge in commercial fishing, fishing, you know, going to Cedar Point on the weekends and stuff like that. Cedar I, Point's haunted as fuck too. Yeah. Cedar Point is Holy definitely, shit. yeah. Cedar Point is uberly, uberly, which I can think most major theme parks would, but we also have to remember Cedar Point is an island. When people talk about, oh, you know, I'll say all the time, and this is one of the the jokes that's the most prevalent on this podcast is no, I don't live on a fucking roller coaster. When I talk about being from Sandusky, yeah. <laughs> because people have no fucking idea that you're from Sandusky until you mention Cedar Point. Cedar Point is an island that's attached to Sandusky. You have to drive mm-hmm. on a one way road in and out, or else go by boats. You cannot man-made access peninsula. A, yeah, man made peninsula, and you have to remember. Cedar Point has been around since the early 1900s. There were a the lot late of, 1800s. Yeah. Great I think it was like 1895. Yeah, I have a picture. I'll take a picture of it, but I have a picture of my grandpa Ted and his brother from like 1920 on the Cedar Point wow. balcony. Uh, the ballroom that the arcades yep. under. That's where, um, that's that's home for us for us actors that's where that is home and let me tell you like frank sinatra has played in that ballroom yeah and when you're up there by yourself at one o'clock in the morning like you can feel and again like it might just be because i'm schizophrenic or supposedly diagnosed but there's been a couple nights where like i could feel the paranormal tingle that i get uh, on these investigations and like you can just catch glimpses of like dresses turn in the corner just like no I, I fully believe that there's some shit that oh. went on in a cedar point like definitely fully so fully believe I, I think anybody who's been to cedar point zane i feel like you can kind of verify this there are certain parts of cedar point that just Frontier feel town. especially yeah, yeah. when you mentioned that that's the first section that popped in my brain was frontier town it's yeah. spooky back there yeah, I think especially it's just... at night. Mm-hmm. When the park, because we don't leave until half of the guests are gone. So by the time we're walking back, like nine times out of ten, that park is empty. And you, it just it, because you got to figure you got the water, which is a conductor, and then you have all that electricity, which is another big conductor. I mean, I used to work over at Castaway Bay in the arcade, and it was funny because it was like right when Five Nights at Freddy's came out, and like all the camera switching, and that was my job. I was security at the arcade. So I'm flipping through the cameras and I see this woman in a dress walking through the arcade and I kind of peek my head out because all the lights are off. I look back at the camera. I look at my coworker and I said, there's still someone in here. And she goes, what does she look like? Didn't ask if it was a man or woman. She goes, what does she look like? I said, like a long blue dress. And she's like, yeah, floor length. I said, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, that's Mary. She's here all the time. Well, okay. (laughs) Good to know. Hi, Mary. Nice to meet you. Hi, Mary. Mary, apparently. <laughs> um, no, I listen. I fully believe it. Zane and I actually had an experience this year where Zane went with me to Cedar Point um, for a kid again event with my mm-hmm. son. 
and we had just got back from Johnny and Friends, um, where I see Kylie, and they we had had some storms like before, and they had hit right in between the two roller coasters where coasters that diner is. Um, yeah, so probably Millennium and Dragster. Yeah, so um, we were there. And all of a sudden it starts storming and we knew it was going to get like stormy, but but literally just goes from zero to 100 and we are stuck in the diner. Mm -hmm. And what made it even worse was we had just, I just started getting Zane to watch from, and one of the big parts of from (laughs) is the diner where they all congregate and how spooky it is. So... (laughs) Zane and I get out and we literally call Angie. Well, actually, before that, before we called Angie, remember, that's the 60s, 70s diner. It -hmm. was playing 50s, 60s music. Jukeboxes kicked off and it wasn't playing music. And then it kicked on and it started playing music. And we're just like... We need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we're gonna die. <laughs> we're gonna die. Like I literally, I had to call. Uh, like I was just like, we ended up staying at Zane's house. We literally went yeah. all the way to Marblehead because we were like wow. this store because they didn't know if it was like electrical or if it was a water spout, but something hit the back of the park. And so we're like, as soon as, and they stopped all food, which you know from Cedar Point is like, it takes a lot for them to be like, hey, we're going to stop this. And so Zane and I, as soon as we could get out, we booked it. And while we're in the car, like trying to make our way, and my fiance is like driving, like making sure we're trying to get safe back to Marblehead, I'm on the phone with Angie, Angie Martin, and... I'm like, Angie, Zane and I literally just lived in from for like an hour and a half. I don't think I would recommend the experience. And she was like, out of 10. Uh, you're, are you okay? I was like, I don't know if we're going to be okay. It like took a little bit to process what happened, but like, it was like, I could not explain it. It was just the eeriness with mother nature and knowing that you're on that peninsula yeah was it this past year yeah was it in the summertime yes because yeah. i was at the sandusky county or the sandusky fair when a very similar storm popped up yes we, yeah it was we had um, i want to say it was in july it was yep yeah. yep june july ish yep, so i have never been so thankful to be inside of a farm building instead of a tent because i mean we hunkered down in that building and you could hear people's merchandise that they made their handmade merchandise i know hitting the walls all their tents got ripped down like they, their stuff was in inch deep puddles and i'm running around doing first aid we have trees down on food trucks like everything is ruined and we're running around doing first aid i'm helping out a little kid and all of a sudden over the speakers we hear hey another storm system's on its way get back into cover and i'm like there's there's people that need help i'm not going anywhere i've got stuff to do i can figure it out later and by the time i got back i was completely drenched and everyone's like are you okay like yeah yeah i'm fine i'm just wet now but it's hot so it's fine but i mean it was i've never had i'm a i do storm i do a little bit of everything but i do storm chasing too and i've never had an experience like that when i was like not prepared no. And of course, like I people freaking out, and I'm like, "It's okay, it's all right, we're all right." 
it's funny because you know after that we had another one that happened a couple weeks later that was just as bad a lot of people had damage I was on live we had just got done filming an episode I'm on live talking to people and Zane texts me Mm. and says hey Mm -hmm. there's a tornado coming your way and oh, so it was because it was on Catawba Island mm-hmm. and oh, I'm on Marblehead. Yep. Yeah. And it was, and, and he was like was shaking our house. He was like, it's coming Jesus. your way. And I still had to edit. So I literally oh, grabbed no. myself, Jim, my child, my two cats, <laughs> a bunch of pillows and my computer got into the bathroom and literally FaceTimed Zane as I'm like laying sideways outside of the oh bathtub my as my child is laying in the bathtub and I'm editing the episode of this podcast that's supposed to come out the next day. And dedication from right. there. Thank you. But I'm <laughs> just like but remember next time you guys are important. <laughs> I know. There's no I was podcast like, if the host is dead. That's 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 fair. Mary's gonna take uh, Mary and Zane, Kylie. You know, they'll just they'll they'll bring me back in spirit. It'll be fine. We'll um, get a Ouija board. We're fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a Ouija board. No Ouija board. <laughs> but I would rather oh, have you. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sydney, for coming on. Yes, this was so, so much fun. Me. If you loved hearing this, especially the love theme, please continue on. Um, the whole month of February is going to be amazing for us. Um, and then in March, we do Women in Horror, which if you know oh. us, we're going to do it big. So the next two months are going to be, quote unquote, killing it. <laughs> and so, um, but she's here all night. As always, um, we hopefully you'll see more of us with Sydney in the future, definitely, because um, you know we like to we like to hoard our guests. Um, oh no, break my heart! <laughs> <laughs> but um, but definitely go check out the rest of our offerings. We have some really cool episodes coming up, and um, this is just a kind of a taste of the way that we're evolving and doing things differently because it's our podcast and we can do whatever the fuck we want. Preach. So, um, you know, uh, you love movies, you love TV. We have those episodes, but we like to focus on all elements of horror. So if this isn't your jam and you don't want to listen to this episode, you are not obligated to, but please give it a listen, give it a chance and know that this is just as valid as any other episodes that are in our repertoire and that we want to do a focus on everything with horror and we're a horror community we're a horror community and paranormal investigations true crime all of that that is a component of this so if you cannot get behind that skip on to the next episode it will not break our hearts but we're not going to change our content. So, but if you did like this and you'd like to see more of these episodes, please let us know. Uh, Mary has kind of taken over the torch for me a little bit in some of our social media and she's been quote unquote, killing it. Uh, (laughs) And so um, definitely let us know what you'd want to see in the future. We have more collaborations coming up, but um, maybe, you know, if it's with Sydney, I could possibly pers- be persuaded in the future to do a ghost hunt with 
people. Yeah. Girly, don't test me. That's that's you that's sound like... nervous just suggesting it. <laughs> I I am just because I'm like, it. I, I am just I know because... how Cassandra's gonna be she's gonna be like, Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Oh my god, I wanna go. Oh, I wanna man. go. Go do hold your California, hand, don't worry. Please. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, well it's me, Cassandra, and Zane and Mary and Sydney, our special Sydney. guest joining us. And Yay. you know, she will be on in the future. You already know it's it's us. We're we Ooh. once it's like Pokemon. Once we caught you, we got you, and we're gonna, you know, keep rotating you in the rotation. So gotta catch um, them all, gotta catch them all. <laughs> but if you like this episode, uh, so let us know. Let us know what you'd like to see in the future. And until next time, it's all of us here at the Horrorcraft Podcast, minus Kylie, which she's gonna be bummed when she hears this episode because she this is this like her, been jam. her jam. This is her <laughs> jam. So, uh, well, but hi she, Kylie, bye Kylie. <laughs> but there will be more episodes in the future, so um, she'll be fine. But until next time, it's me, and Cassandra, and all my lovely people from the Horrorcraft Podcast, and we are saying bye and stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay safe out there. Bye. Stay bye. safe. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.